Good afternoon, everybody. Um, I'm Jillian Hepburn from Schroders, and welcome to the ninth podcast from the Diversity Project. Um, and this comes from the Gender Work Stream, where we explore a range of themes and consider how to encourage women in particular to join our industry. However, everybody is welcome. Um, all previous podcasts are available on the website and also on Spotify. Quite cool, really. Um, and last month, we had a great session considering flexible working and whether our industry truly embraces this. We also identified how the pandemic has influenced change and the importance that employees are now placing on flexibility when they're selecting an employer. It was a great conversation, so do listen to that if you get a chance. Today, we're looking at a completely different topic. We're looking at mentoring. What is it? What are the benefits? How do you find a mentor? Um, how can a good mentor help? And lots more. So who's in the virtual studio with me today? I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Emma Douglas and Scarlett Hilson-Wheeler. Um, Emma is a responsible investment consultant at LCP and co-leads the Diversity Project's Early Careers Workstream. We'll hear more about how she and her team have set up a work experience and mentoring programme to help over 200 students from less advantaged backgrounds through a partnership with the Diversity Project and the social mobility charity Upreach. Scarlett is currently a student at Exeter University, but she's got lots of experience of both mentoring and being mentored. So I think we're in for a really interesting discussion. Emma, let's start with you. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about your background and your route to financial services? So thank you very much for having me on this today. Really delighted, delighted to be here to be discussing mentoring, both with Scarlett as well. Um, yeah, so quick background. I graduated with a maths and French degree, had a year abroad teaching English in Paris. To be honest, I had no clear career path in mind, um, but my enjoyment of maths led me into the world of finance. Always wanted to kind of do what I enjoy. And I have the philosophy that, you know, if you enjoy what you're doing, you will be successful. So having that passion, I think is really important. And I guess mine is all about um, wanting to help change the investment landscape. Um, with a more encouraging, a more responsible allocation of capital and, you know, climate considerations, social factors, all being integrated into your investment decision making. But similarly, um, co-leading the Diversity Project's Early Careers Workstream, I'm really passionate about helping create a more inclusive culture in the investment industry. So, so that's all led me to where I am today, will no doubt shape my future journey, but I'm very mm. grateful to have had lots of great role models along the way, peers, mentors, helping me kind of navigate my own path. Fab, that's great. I, I always love to hear the backstories of everybody that comes on the podcast because, um, you know, often we've got here by accident rather than by design. And I think it's important to stress that, that, you know, this industry is open to to people from a whole range of diverse backgrounds um, and qualifications and access routes. So I also think it's really interesting. So thank you for sharing that, Emma. Um, Scarlett, what's your story? And, um, and why do you think mentoring is important? 
No worries. Yeah, thank you so much for the introduction and nice to see everyone. Thanks for having me. Um, so yeah, my name's Scarlett and I'm a current math student at the University of Exeter. I also do a bit of Spanish as well, similar to Emma. It was nice to do a language to kind of have a break from equations and things like that. Um, so I've always kind of been like passionate about just kind of creating and fulfilling opportunities for myself wherever I am or kind of wherever I go. So I kind of try and get involved with everything. And through that, I've had lots of different kind of levels of support whether that is mentoring or being a part of upreach and kind of being one of the 200 people that this project has like helped to kind of develop my skills and things so I've kind of been involved with all that kind of stuff and it's really been vital in kind of getting me where I am today here talking to you guys um, so I was always very grateful for that and I think I've tried to give back by mentoring other people kind of through various charities or at my university so I'm a big kind of advocate for mentoring I love it I think it's really good and hopefully you guys will learn a bit more about it today Brilliant, and we'll hear more from you um, in a minute or two um, about your experiences. Emma, let's start by talking about um, Investment Springboard. Can you give us some insight into what, what this is? Yeah, of course. Well, it's great having Scarlett as our real life evidence of how successful it's been. It's great. Um, it's a, Investment Springboard is a work experience and mentoring programme designed to help university students from underrepresented backgrounds start hopefully a very successful career in the investment industry. So it's run by Upreach, they're a social mobility charity and also in partnership with the Diversity Project. So students benefit from both an industry mentor and an Upreach programme coordinator and we think this combination together works really well. You've got the industry mentor providing the more technical um, investment focused insights you can discuss your topical issues what's going on in the economy or specific role information whatever it might be those crucial networks whilst the upreach program coordinator is more of the general support pastoral support how to do your cv applications really effectively not to say they both can't do both um, but just having those two touch points i think is even better than just having the one yeah, that sounds like a really lovely combination, actually. And and one of the things we'll cover later on is thinking about the different types of mentors that we might want to access and how they can um, deliver us, um, I guess, different um, different experiences that, that will give us some benefit. Scarlett, um, having been on the programme, how do you find the mentoring and the support that you've had from Upreach? Yeah, of course, definitely. So just kind of touching what Emma was saying about like the dual approach, I think that's been really helpful because you kind of, yeah, have two different touch points and they can both offer completely different advice, which is really good. And it causes me to think, which I like. Um, yeah. And definitely as well, you also have kind of the community of other associates and people like me that are part of the programme. And I think there's always a bit of a mentoring relationship between them. So I've made really good friends who are kind of on a similar journey to me, which has been really nice so we can kind of advise each other on how things should kind of be and different bits of advice and stuff like that um but I also think just the program in general like I really couldn't like praise it enough I love it like I'm always shouting about it and telling people who have just joined uni to get involved if they can I think it's just 
it's helped me in so many ways, like genuinely, like my own development, but also in terms of kind of professional skills, how could how to kind of conduct myself in a workplace, how to like write a cover letter. I didn't really know how to do that before. I was a bit confused. Mm-hmm. And I think having an industry mentor has been really beneficial in like sure. helping me with applications, cover letters, CVs, how to kind of use LinkedIn because it's slightly more tailored to what I want to do in the future. So I'm really grateful for all that kind of help. Um, also as well through the program I've been able to do like Emma was saying earlier like work experience things like that um and obviously I'd never actually been in an office before I joined the program so that was really helpful because now it's less shocking when I'm gonna start working because (laughs) I know actually how to like conduct myself in an office um so yeah honestly it's been amazing I'll stop talking and go on that's okay fire away (laughs) the offices aren't too scary honest I'm actually in one today it's it's lovely being back seeing people face to face um and and sounds like you're a massive advocate for the program so um so thank you for sharing that Emma let's take a step back here and what what do we actually think we mean by mentoring yeah I think this is really interesting and also very difficult question to answer um naturally I went to google to see (laughs) what what that could tell me first of all um because the dictionary definition it states that a mentor is an experienced or trusted advisor but I actually think it's much more to that more than that it's you know yes they provide you with advice but they're also there to just listen to you to be that friendly face or support when you need it just knowing that someone's there you can go to that will back you can be helpful enough Um, my personal opinion I don't think we should be thinking of mentors as solely as that teacher kind of role Mm. they're they're more of a sounding board they're a guide someone to help challenge yourself you know, rather than telling you what is right for you, only you will know that. And it's something I have to remind myself as a mentor um, that, you know, I'm not there to tell them what to do. I'm I'm another perspective. So... So, so maybe we need to rewrite the dictionary definition, yeah, because it does sound a little bit one way, doesn't it? Um, but uh, Scarlett, what's yeah. your thoughts on this? Yeah, definitely. No, I couldn't agree more. I do think the dex- the dictionary one does maybe need a bit of editing. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, it definitely is important to remember it's a two-way kind of experience for both of you. You both can learn a lot. So for me, in like simple terms, I'd just say it's the exchange or kind of discovery of new information kind of about yourself or about something and it's kind of sparked by someone else kind of like they flip the dominoes and then now it's going on they're all falling over I think that's how I'd kind of describe it and it's important to remember that it doesn't have to be kind of formal or like really serious or kind of strict it can just be quite like a chilled conversation it's not a suit and tie affair all the time so I think it's important to realize and have like an open mind about it you can find mentoring kind of in all aspects of everyday life not just at work it could be in your leisure time you could be at a bus stop and someone does something and you're like oh actually I could maybe approach something else like that so I think yeah just keep your eyes open and just kind of yeah have an open mind about it so I think what we're seeing here is it's a bit more of a two-way process isn't it I mean I I know certainly when I work with um, people in the office here particularly young people I'd say that I learn loads as well so as somebody you know who 
who works across the piece, I think we can all learn and, and mentor each other. So I think there's benefits for both parties, those that are mentoring and those that are, are mentees. Not that I'm a fan of that word either, but there you go. Um, Emma, um, Scarlett talked a little bit about almost mentoring being kind of regular or ad hoc and, and almost, you know, do we need to maybe have a contract in place? But what do, what do you think works? What, what, what's your views on this one? Yeah, I think it really just depends on the pairing. You know, it's yeah. important to establish from the outset what's going to work for you both. Yeah. You know, some people do like the structured meetings, they're set times each month and an agenda. What are we going to cover? What are our aims and objectives? Great. But others do prefer a more um, kind of casual approach. You get in touch when, when and as needed. Mm-hmm. And that's fine as well. They're both very valuable it's just important to discuss it up front similar to any kind of relationship you both need to be on the same page otherwise you're going to come into difficulties later on so I think with investment springboard we have set it up slightly more formally mm-hmm. with expectations and on both sides just so it's not on the student to do that from the outset if we do it both parties are already on the same page um and the idea is you just get the most out of it. But sure. again, all, all sorts of mentoring is very valuable. Yeah, so I think what we're seeing is it, it, it can be really flexible. And, and sometimes maybe that's you know, the, the best way to approach it. But, but for some people, having something a bit more structured and regular also works for them. Yeah. Um, Scarlett, what, what do you think? Yeah, definitely. I agree with you guys on that one. I think it's so important to kind of establish like the needs and wants of all parties like right at the beginning but then it's also important to realize that that can change like people's schedules might I don't know become a bit busier and stuff so kind of yeah having that flexibility and being kind of open to kind of compromise and stuff because since I joined like the program it's the first time I ever had like a professional mentor so I didn't really know how busy their schedules were so that kind of highlights how I had to be a bit of like compromising and also just does highlight how the program program has been able to kind of connect me with people that I wouldn't have had the chance to network with otherwise so I think yeah Yeah. that kind of highlights a few things yeah so and and obviously you've had a lot of experience Scarlett in 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 being mentored if I could call it that What, what do you think makes a good mentor or indeed maybe a poor mentor yeah so for me obviously everyone's different I prefer kind of like regular contact so keep it short and sweet but quite regular so the best mentoring relationship I had was literally a 15 minute call at the same time every week and then we just had a catch up managed to kind of cram in a lot of kind of useful stuff in that 15 minutes and it worked really well and then obviously if I had kind of any follow-up stuff they were more than happy to kind of converse over email so I think that yeah worked best for me but I understand that's not going to be good for everyone. Um, yeah. I think another thing that makes a really good mentor is the same way we was talking about that exchange of information and how it's a two-way kind of exchange, really. I think them being honest as well and kind of opening mm-hmm. up is quite yeah. nice. Obviously, not saying they have to be kind of your counsellor or anything like that, but like yeah. if they kind of are honest and just kind of like organic with what they're saying as well, you can kind of relate a bit more. So I think that breaks down any barriers that you might kind of face, like, oh, they're quite a senior position. I'm a bit scared yeah. to ask them this. If it's kind sure. of very honest, it would work good. Yeah. Great advice there. 
Um, Emma, what do you think are um, the kind of the key benefits of mentoring? Oh, I mean, Scarlett has touched on quite a lot, but there are just so many. I think one of the best things I find is having your own network of champions. So whether they're more senior, more junior to you, but just people who champion you in your career or life. Sure. I think we all need to be mindful that every industry is very small. Each week I come across new people who are friends of friends of colleagues or whatever. And the more people we know, you know, our own networks expand exponentially can be so helpful for new introductions, new opportunities, new business wins in the future. So I think just being mindful of that throughout and then going back to what Scarlett was saying about peer mentoring, Mm. essentially having that upreach cohort is fantastic because you're all at the same stage. You're going to go off and do amazing things in the future. um, And those networks are going to be so important. And I don't think you know from a personal perspective I've had my own peer networks throughout and I wouldn't have got through all my professional exams without it so yeah I completely agree peer peer mentoring and having that broad network is um, is just fantastic and always having almost not quite people on speed dial but for those ad hoc times where you just need to bounce something off somebody get a bit of feedback have a discussion you can't well, that- beat it yeah. yeah, and that's the kind of more informal side of mentoring. Sure. And yeah. Gillian, you were telling us when we had our kind of prep call how you <laughs> kind of were a mentor and you didn't even realise. Yeah, I did actually. You know, thank you for highlighting it. Was that I'd be um, nominated for a mentoring award and my first reaction was, I don't mentor anybody. Um, and then Fantastic. I realised that I actually did. But I suppose I was thinking of mentoring in a more formal know setting up a meeting with somebody and and mentoring them which is kind of what we used to do if I dare say it in the old days that's how we thought of mentoring and and then suddenly I realized that there was lots of people that that you phone me or contact me I'm always happy to have a coffee and a chat and uh, share my experience so suddenly um yeah I I clearly must be a mentor uh so (laughs) it was a a wake-up call um but it's and and speaking of mentors and 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 women do you do you think that women prefer female mentors Emma have you got a view I just I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all approach when yeah it comes to mentoring I've had some great female and male mentors along the way sure I think what's important is having, you know, someone you relate to, you can learn from. We all need different types of mentors. I try to collect different ones along the way. You know, there's the one I go to for technical questions, the one I go to when I need more moral support or help in navigating any tricky political situations. Um, The people who've helped me survive through my exams. But having that different perspective is useful. If I talk about investment springboard sorry to keep banging on about it you're all right go for it (laughs) what we did so in our first year of running the program naturally there is a slight drop-off rate but we were really delighted that there was only a small um, proportion you know less than five percent were dropping off so I've got a small sample size but it was higher proportion of females And I wanted to establish why. Is there something about the industry? Is it something about the programme? Can I do something to stop this? Because personally, I want more females in the industry. Yeah, and that's what we're about on this podcast, right? Exactly. So, um, 
looked into it did some kind of face-to-face meetings with the students to understand their perspectives and then it wasn't really a clear theme but I thought generally how about you know we trial all the females having a female mentor is that going to make a difference and actually looking at the statistics this year again it is a very small sample size but it has made an improvement okay so I think there is something in it that just having those role models females in the industry you know how have they dealt with meetings where all the men are there and they're just talking about football could be something basic but I think sometimes it does help yeah that's a really interesting observation actually but maybe it's a case then for for women thinking about joining the industry of um, looking at having you know a female um, mentor and and male mentors I know in you know my career I've worked with both and, um, and 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 I suppose it's about mentoring and having a mentor for different things and we've talked a bit about that yeah um, Scarlett when, when you know when did you start working with a mentor because I think often we think oh no you, you don't need a mentor until you've been in the industry for a good few years and I don't think that's the case what, what's your experience of this? Yeah so I think I first started maybe having a mental kind of during A levels I think and it was kind okay. of someone was really helpful in kind of mentoring me through like the UCAS application that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Um. So that's when it kind of officially started but once I got to uni it became a bit more about industry professional mentoring just because I'm trying to think what do I actually want to do with the rest of my life and I think that's where I really started to take it a bit more seriously and it became a bit more of like a regular thing a bit more formal and stuff Um, and I think yeah it was just super helpful because you know sometimes when you go to like open days or talks by employers and stuff they kind of say oh this is what our company does but I'm like do you really do that like am I going to be doing that so I think it was really awesome to have like a mentor who could kind of describe to me what their day looked like and then I could actually get a feel for oh this is what I'm going to be doing okay can you help me apply to do that so I think that's been really good in terms of just like commercial awareness and finding out what a job is actually like um so yeah that's when it really started and then I started mentoring others last year so my third year of uni just because I felt I was a bit out of place where I could help in certain areas which has been nice so hopefully that keeps going well but it's going nice at the minute so that's good brilliant so um some real lessons there that you're never too young to have a mentor and you're never too young to be a mentor I think Scarlett is what you're saying yeah yeah so I did an internship in the summer and it was really cool because I kept getting emails sent through and it was something called a reverse mentoring relationship which I thought was really cool so it was someone who was really senior was looking for new people interns like me to kind of help them out and I was like oh that's nice yeah Yeah, and you're right as an in industry and an investment industry we need to make sure that we're engaging with customers as well of all ages yeah so that's why it's important for people like me working in sort of proposition development to think about you know how do we continue to engage young people in the industry either as a career or for investment you know and um, and therefore working with them and understanding them really, really does help um how do you, how did you go about then, Scarlett, kind of finding a mentor? And did, did you need to be in the same industry, or is there benefits of, of 
got somebody out with the industry yeah so I felt like the first one at school happened very kind of naturally because it was my maths teacher so I wanted to apply for maths and naturally that's kind of how that relationship developed uh the next one was yeah at uni through this program so that's how I got my foot in the door really with anyone who was from an industry um if it wasn't for the program I'm not too sure how I would have found someone I think my university does have various things but I didn't really know about them at that point so it's definitely the program that helped me with that um I think it depends with regard to do they need to be from your industry in some cases I think it's obviously very beneficial like it's perfect to have someone who's in the investment industry if I want to make applications to the investment industry because they're going to know what you need to look out for and that sort of thing but I don't think it's a limitation if you have a mentor who's not from your industry because I think it can provide a new kind of perspective to what you're looking at and they might know some other stuff that could be helpful but I do equally think say you kind of I don't know you have a mentor and then I don't know you find out you want to swap industries or something I think it's important to sometimes have a discussion and say look I don't really think it's going to work from now on but let's just stay friends like we can be friends and stuff so I think it's important to realize at some points maybe when it's not working or if it served this purpose and it's time to kind of start a new relationship in a mentoring way with someone else do you know what that's actually a really good point yeah. isn't it how, how do you end a mentoring relationship when it's not really working Emma do you have any thoughts on that one? Oh, I think it's such a good point um it, it I think if you're feeling it the other person's going to be feeling it as well yeah it's a good and, shout. you know normally it's mutual it's the same with any kind of relationship you might be in you're right normally most people know it and you both do together so yeah. as Scarlett said just actually being nice about it and actually saying it it's probably a better way than letting it fizzle out yeah yeah absolutely both agreeing it's run its course and 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 you need to work with somebody different yeah Yeah. I'm very conscious we've just got about five minutes to go here and um, I always like to end with a with a a question um so I'm going to ask each of you what are your sort of top tips on mentoring um specifically for the audience listening today Scarlett do you want to go first Yeah, so we did kind of cover it earlier, but just want to kind of highlight it. Definitely have an introductory meeting where you all kind of lay your cards on the table, know about each other's schedule, what you both want to get from it. And I think that just kind of starts everything off on the right foot. Um, I think my next one, it kind of touches a bit on what we were saying now about when it's kind of run its course or is fizzling out. Say like you're maybe on a mentoring kind of like program like I was for say six months or 12 months just because the 12 months ends that doesn't mean you've kind of got to stop talking to that person you can kind of still keep it sweet have like a good relationship keep it on good terms and stuff so don't just kind of I don't know just take uh, like everything they've given you and just say bye see you later like you still want to be a nice human you obviously got on with them so making sure you do make an effort to kind of stay in contact um I think that's important and my last one as well is I've had this a lot with my mentors when I'm like conversing with them and stuff I do try and ask even if it's just out of politeness because there's not that much I can do to help them but I do just say oh if there's any ever anything I can do for you please do let me know like I think yeah yeah, just saying oh if there is any way I can help then I'm more than happy to is quite an important and nice thing to do yeah absolutely so lots of tips here Emma what about yourself I think they're really good great points Scarlett um 
mine are probably on the similar vein that you know establish what you want to get out of each mentoring relationship from the outset whatever it might be accumulate your mentors along the way as Scarlett mm. said you don't have to ax them as as you go along there's more <laughs> there's room for more than one yeah um, good point good point there yeah and final one is probably one that I need to work on as well that don't ever feel like a burden to your mentor you know okay. they are a giving up a lot of time to speak with you and help you but also realize that you have lots to offer to them Mm. as well um so you know even if you haven't spoken to your mentor or someone who helped you previously a couple of years ago say I think they'd probably appreciate you reaching out and saying how well you've done since for example yeah I always like hearing from people who I've helped in the past you're you're absolutely right there because then as a mentor you feel that you're um, getting something out of it as well I mean obviously the relationship you get you learn as well mm. but it's really nice to hear that you've um, helped somebody on their journey so I think that last point is really good isn't it um, so look thanks so much for um, for joining me today I thought it was a great topic for us to cover because it's really important that if there's women young women on this call thinking about joining the industry that they'll feel supported and that there's places that they can go to to find support and mentoring and, and help so um, I think that's a, it's a, a great topic for us to cover um, and, and thanks to everybody also for listening in today. Apologies, we had some slight technical hitches at the start of this podcast, but hopefully you've you've stuck with us. And if not, then you can listen on the download. Um, if anybody's listening today and would like to know more about the Investment Springboard, so either how to be part of it or how to actually take part as a mentor, then do watch out for the post that will follow up on LinkedIn from today. And that will have some uh, links in it that you can access or just get in touch with the Diversity Project. There's always people that are happy to help and give you information. The next podcast will take place on the 29th of October. And I'm going to be joined by two fantastic guests and to talk about the power of networking. So a kind of linked topic in many respects to what we've covered today. And I'm absolutely looking forward to that one. So all that's left for me to say, thanks again to the guests. Thanks to you for listening. And we look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. Bye.